Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Consciousness is something that Allah has given to not only man. Animals have consciousness. And animals have a certain amount of intellect. Some animals have more intellect than others. Some have instinct. But if you ever do a study or watch some of these animal uh, documentaries on television, you can see that animals can use tools to a certain extent. Uh, and animals can figure out complex situations. Some of the bird nests that animals build, that birds build, are really quite complicated. And some of the things that other animals do obviously take a thought-out process. When a uh, seagull has a clam, it's smart enough to know to drop it on a rock from high up, and that cracks it open. Uh, man also has intellect. And man's intellect is more complex and more complicated than animals' intellect and is able to do a lot more sophisticated things. But it doesn't necessarily separate it from the animals. Intellect alone is not enough to separate it, to separate man from animal behavior. Intellect is tied to the lower self. And the lower self is elemental. And man as a whole is elemental. We're made out of elements that are in conflict with each other and eventually will destroy this body that we live in. It dissipates. It dissipates because of the conflict within the elements. Earth, air, fire, and water have an animosity towards each other that comes out in destruction. Now, to go from consciousness and the use of the intellect to wisdom is the goal of Sufism. But how does this happen? And when does it happen? Well, one of the things that Sufis are known for is in public, they don't have a lot of opinions. Uh, they don't judge others. They don't criticize situations. 
they mind their own business. And what's the wisdom in minding your own business? Well, part of it comes from the fact that you should never be arrogant about the state of your wisdom and the state of your knowledge and the state of your knowing. And if you become arrogant about the state of your knowledge and the state of your knowing, you begin to throw out opinions on everything. And one of the things that you will note about people who have an enormous number of opinions, they have a very high level of arrogance because they know a lot about everything and they're very enamored with their own points of view. Uh, it's a stubborn arrogance. It's the kind of arrogance that refuses to see any other point of view. One of the things that wisdom does is <clears throat> it is enveloped in the qualities of Allah. And that's how wisdom comes about. A transference from being wrapped up into the house of elements and moving over into the house of the qualities of Allah. Well, within the house of the qualities of Allah are love and compassion and mercy. Love and compassion and mercy can't live with arrogance. So, all of a sudden, it becomes more important to love than to be right. It becomes more important to love than to win an argument. It becomes more important to love than to put somebody else in their place. And <clears throat> this is a very hard path. Because to do those things is very difficult. Because to do those things, you have to be able to somehow suppress all of the animal qualities that want to bite somebody in the throat, that want to destroy what comes at you when you know it's inappropriate. But to keep your demeanor and to keep yourself in an appropriate way, you have to suppress these things. And the suppression of these things is part of what allows you to become wiser. Why? Because it means that your love has won the internal battle between itself and the elemental forces uh, of arrogance, of jealousy, of desire. And this <clears throat> is the real struggle. It's the internal struggle. But what happens in religions and what happens in even on the Sufi path is you become more and more cognizant of the right way to do things. And if you're not doing things the right way, you become shamed, even to yourself.
shame is a very difficult emotion to bear. So, instead of being ashamed, what do you do? You blame somebody else for something. And you run around blaming people and pointing fingers at people. In a, in a very interesting way, to protect yourself from your own shame. To protect yourself from your from being too much aware of the things that you've done. Recently, in religion, uh, certain aspects of religion uh, have declared to a lot of people that if you do jihad, external jihad, you can wipe away all of your shame. So people who've lived despicable lives take on jihad as a way to expunge the things they've done wrong, as a way to unburden themselves of their sin. And what they do is they commit much more viler sins in the name of doing away with the despicable sins they've committed in their own lives. It's a horrible, terrible thing. And it brings about untold difficulty in the world. But because of the arrogance that consciousness without wisdom has, they now will look you straight in the face and either blow you up or tell you that what they're doing is protecting Allah's way. And to protect Allah's way through murder uh, and through degradation of other people is taking religion and turning it upside down. Well, we in our own lives have to be very careful about what we do. Because we can take our path and turn it upside down. Even though we may not go to war, when we start blaming everybody around us for things, in fact, we are going to war. We're going to a war to protect ourselves through the blame of others. And what happens is, and this is not uncommon with people who call themselves Sufis, they begin to point fingers at everybody around them. And in truth... What they're doing is they're losing the focus of what the truth of the path is, which is the struggle is internal and not external. And it's much easier to get involved in an external struggle than it is to be involved in an internal struggle. Because the elements are used to dealing with the elemental forces outside of themselves. And other people are like elemental forces. And if what you're doing is constantly pushing and pointing and blaming, then what's happening is the nafsamara, the elemental forces, the lower forces within yourself have taken control of your being and you've plastered on top of that a religious ethos. You're now doing it in order to protect the religion. Uh, 
the Bible said that people have taken what he says and plastered it onto their thoughts and made their thoughts the truth and not what he said. And that's a very difficult point. And it's a very difficult thing to move away from. When people ask Bao a question, and he gave them an answer, the response was often, the translator didn't ask the question right. And then he would, he would repeat it, and Bao would repeat the answer, and they'd again say, well, you didn't really understand the question. And at the third time, Bawa would say, well, do what you want. And people took do what you want to mean that they were right. And that their original inclination was an appropriate inclination. They didn't understand that do what you want meant, I can't go any further with you. And whatever I say, you're going to do what you want anyway. So... You're out of my purview. Do what you want. A lot of people hung out, hang out with holy people in order to try to analogize themselves with the holy people. Even though they aren't holy, and even though they don't do what's holy. Um, somewhere they heard that the company you keep can represent the way you are. So if they keep good company, that makes them good. Well, it ain't enough. You can't just be in the company of good people. You have to do what the good people do. If being in the company of good people was enough, Bawa did not have to say, become like me. And he did say, become like me. So just because you get there doesn't mean you are there. Just because you enter a monastery doesn't mean you're holy. There has to be work. And that work has to go on steadily. And one of the things that you will notice about a person who's truly doing the work is they don't have to talk a lot. They don't point fingers a lot. They don't have a lot of opinions. Why? Because they're busy trying to fix what is a problematic internally. Why do you think they take oaths of silence at monasteries to stop the projectile vomiting that goes on on the outside, to stop this constant need to put other people in their place to make yourself <clears throat> feel better. There's a word in... Uh, in German, we don't have it in America. You can express it, but it's not one word. It's Schadenfreude. 
and uh, it's two words. Schaden is shadows. Freude is happiness. It means to be happiness, to be happy because of the difficulties of others. And uh, it's a strange word, but it describes a phenomenon that is very common uh, in societies where people are looking to create difficulties for others or are happy for the difficulties of others because it makes themselves feel more. And what we need to be able to do is when somebody is in pain, as opposed to being joyous in their pain, we should be feeling their pain. This is the exact opposite of the truth and the exact opposite of hawk reality, and the exact opposite of God's qualities. So we have to move into a space where we can control our tongue, control our emotions, control our need to have opinions, and be able to move easily through this world without a lot of rough edges. And when we have these rough edges, then all we see is faults. And why do we see faults? Because we're full of faults. And we're really familiar with faults. And instead of running around pointing out our own faults, we run around and point out everybody else's faults. We become fault finders instead of love finders. And what we need to do, what we need to somehow put into action is finding love and find ways to find love and find ways to express love and find ways to instill love. And when we can do that, we will change. And all of the faults <clears throat> that we have committed will be burned away for us by the qualities that are God's. And as we give love away, Love soothes us, it corrects us, and it burns away our faults. Love is like a laser that will clear our being of the faults within our being. And this is what we should be concentrating on, because that's when we become free. That's when we fall out of the world of praise and blame and fall into the world of grace and love. And if we can do that, we can transcend our intellect and enter into the realm of wisdom. But to do that, we have to be strong enough to bear the slings and arrows of the ones whose business it is to throw, uh, to throw slings and arrows, to project slings and arrows. And a lot of the world is in that business. If you want an example of what that's like, watch politicians prior to an election who are running for office, and watch what they do to each other. 
um, you'll, you'll often see on the TV when there are political ads, especially in local elections, they don't even mention the person they're running. They're just telling you what a horrid person the other one is. He did so and so, he did this and that, and, uh, and that's all, and they talk about that for their whole 30 seconds or one minute. Uh, right now, we have a major, uh, slinger running for office, and we have a pretty good slinger on the other side. And so they are slinging like crazy at each other, and they're going to continue to sling, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse, uh, to the point where if you actually listen to this stuff, you don't even want to be involved in the process, because there's something filthy and nasty about it. Um, God has to protect us from these things. God has to help us see the truth within these things. God has to help us become even and become impervious to the elemental forces that try to bring us down. Impervious to the elemental forces that try to make us depressed and sad and angry and jealous and spiteful and all these other things. We have to be able to stay away from them no matter what the circumstances are and no matter who is doing it to us. We have to figure out how to be clear and clean and we have to understand that people who do these kinds of things are in terrible, terrible, terrible pain. And the re- one of the reasons they're in so much, one of the reasons they're doing it is they want to do something besides feel their own pain. So they go out and they kill 50 people in a bar in my, in, 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 in uh, Orlando, Florida. They go out and blow up a, uh, a bridge. They go up and, uh, uh, shoot at policemen. They do horrible, horrible things because of their own pain. And so they've decided they want to inflict pain on others. So one, we have to stop inflicting pain on others. And then we have to become impervious to the ones who try to inflict pain on us. We have to become clean, we have to become pure, and we have to abide in Allah's qualities. And in that way, we will become more. And our wisdom will grow, and our understanding of reality will grow, and our connection to our Creator will grow and we will become closer to the truth. May it be so for each and every one of us. Amen.